Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am your host, Becky Easton. We are now over 45 episodes in. This is episode 46 or 47 technically if you want to count episode zero. And this has been a lot of fun, guys. I wanted to take a minute to uh, reintroduce myself. If you're new around here um, and haven't listened all the way through, uh, whenever you're checking in and um, listening in, uh, welcome. I appreciate you being here for sure. And so, yeah, I just wanted to go back and give a little bit of background on uh, who I am, what we're doing here with this podcast. And um, yeah, so I am a personal family lawyer licensed in Arizona and Colorado, and I practice primarily estate planning, um, although I do also work with a lot of business owners, primarily in helping to set up LLCs and, um, and plan. And I am also, um, I've started some classes to be certified also as a family business lawyer. And, and yeah, so I am trained through New Law Business Model and Alley Katz, aside from, you know, that's a post-law degree. And, you know, it's actually a funny story because growing up, I didn't want to be an attorney. It didn't, wasn't on my list of job options or career options, I should say. Wasn't really interested in law school or anything like that. And I I attribute that to having grown up on Law & Order. And while an excellent TV show and series, um, I thought being a lawyer meant that all you did was go to court and argue all day long. And that sounded real stressful to me. Um, and I just was not interested in that life. So I was, I went through school, graduated from college with, um, a psychology um, bachelor's and, uh, Spanish linguistics bachelor's. And all you do with that is go to more school. And so it was just a matter of time for me to figure out what that more school was going to be. And I was out for a few years working for, um, GoDaddy in Phoenix, which was an excellent company to work for at the time. I still have friends who who work there because it was such a solid company at the time. And it was a lot of fun in the days that I was there, for sure. And however, my next step really was going to be into management there. And I just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. You know, I mean, I was going to do it because that, that was the next step, you know. But um, fortunately of right about the same time as I would have been interviewing to move up, I had realized that transactional attorneys were a thing and that I could help people with business deals and I could help people with their estate planning and I could help people ideally plan around ever needing to go to court or be in conflict. Um, I was always 
someone who enjoyed reading the small print or all of contracts just because, you know, I'm bored and the paperwork's in front of me. So we might as well read it and see what's there. And um, <clears throat> so, I, you know, it's funny because people always ask me about um, the couple times that I bought a house. You know, it's like, oh, did you just sit there and read everything? And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> I read a lot. I skimmed. I've learned, uh, I've learned a lot of things uh, having worked in um, reviewing mortgage foreclosures and I was fortunate enough to learn a lot of the tricks to look for and, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, a lot of those practices were cleaned up for sure. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, I, yeah, I, I decided to go to school, law school in 2007 so you know the market was doing pretty good <laughs> right then um at least there was no reason for either my boyfriend at the time now husband or I to think that it was a bad idea to both leave pretty good jobs like very good jobs to um to go to Denver so I could go to law school um, with my plan being to, you know, live on kind of student loans and, you know, part-time jobs. And, and his was going to be, you know, at the time, GoDaddy was opening or was looking to open a, um, a call center, I believe it was, up there. And so we were like, oh, sweet. Well, we'll just, you know, come back on uh, when, when they open that up. Well, that was all, you know, early 2008 that we're making those plans and uh, we up and move on getting a wing and a prayer that everything was going to work out. And instead, the market fell out entirely. Um, GoDaddy didn't build that call center um, or never, never staffed it. And, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't change it. Um, at all. And even if I could go back to like my younger self and say, Hey, you should just get advice from people. You should get out there and ask people what their experience was like and how you could, you know, do it differently or what their guidance is for you. Like I wouldn't have had very good guidance either. Like nobody was going to be able to prepare me for the fact that no, jobs would exist when I graduated three years later. Um, that there would be 400 job applications plus for every actual lawyer job that came available that, you know, was paying $50,000. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's just kind of funny, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. It definitely helped shape me into, uh, the person that I've become, um, and I have so many really excellent friends that I made at that time, um, and, uh, partnerships really. And I, it just, you know, it would just be different, right? So if we change even the difficult times in our lives, um, we wouldn't be the same. So, so anyway, yeah, I went to Denver and we were able to buy a home at a really decent time. I mean, Denver's economy really came back right away. 
because if you suddenly can't live in your very expensive part of town or part of the country, um, you know, where do you go? Somewhere that's still affordable at the time um, and is a nice place to live. And that was Denver for sure. And so the housing market really just went kind of crazy. And if you're listening to this um, from Arizona, where I am, or, you know, the Phoenix Valley, you know that we have had such an intense housing boom right now in market prices and everything. And it was, yeah, it it did that. And so we came to a point finally where we were like, well, we can sell our house for double and um, put that all into a down payment on a house on a 60-year-old fixer-upper uh, in Denver where we want to be. And we're not fixer-upper people, so that's a terrible idea. And <laughs> or we can come back home to Arizona, be closer to family, and, um, you know, and it, it's cheaper to live, or it was at the time. Um, and so we packed up and came back. Um, I had been working at a bank at the time. The, the job prospects were real low still. And, and it's good for the ego, maybe. Um, I needed some humbling, maybe. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we came back to Arizona and I ended up working with a, um, a boutique HOA firm in town representing HOAs. And primarily working in the collections and garnishments department, you know, we had a judgment against you because you had not been paying your HOA dues for a certain amount of time. And um, we were, you know, now going to try to collect that by taking it from your paycheck or, um, or out of your bank account, if we could locate a bank account with assets in it. And that is something that I don't believe any little girls dream of doing when they grow up. <laughs> but <clears throat> that aside, it was still really interesting. I learned a whole lot. Um, I learned so, so much about, um, you know, CCNRs and just how community associations work. And that was, it was a really fascinating group of people, I thought, um, it's very, it was my first real foray into networking because, um, you know, as community managers move around to different communities or anything, they need to hire out for services. And so it paid to get to know and be friends with different community managers um, if you had, you know, a pool business or a roofing business or a painting business or whatever that could be tied um, and useful to a community association. And so it was actually a really fun group of people to um, get together with out here in Arizona. And, um, but you know, no, no people dream, dream of, of doing collections um, when they're growing up. And it was hard also because not only was I billing hourly. Um, you know, so people didn't want to call me even just to ask questions like, Hey, I think I only have two more payments on my payment plan. Do you have that same? Can I verify that? 
And I'd say yes, except now, you know, I will also be charging you for the courtesy of telling you how much your balance was. Which seemed a little, I could get it, but it was a little hard uh, sometimes to charge people that. And also they don't want to talk to me or they want to talk really quickly or, or anything. And even though it's not, that wasn't like clients that we were working with because we were working, our clients were the HOA. Um, you know, it was still, I was trying to make an agreement with these people. I was still trying to work with them and help them get out of debt, um, help that help them get this off their backs. And, um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, it was, it was just really hard. And, um, I was able to step away from that, um, after a few years, um, I worked, when I went to work for another firm, another HOA firm for a little while, and then went full-time with my firm, with Easton Law Estate and Business Planning, founded that just over four years ago. And I um, have truly found the way to get back to, you know, helping people on the front end. You know, really, with when it comes to estate and business planning, we're not just drafting documents. You know, we're ensuring that you make informed and empowered decisions about life and death for yourself and for the people that you love. You know, we aim at the very beginning to get you more financially organized than you've ever been before through our family wealth planning session. And really, that helps you to make all the best choices for those people that you love. It's really diving in, getting to know you as a person, what's important to you, who you care about, what you love, and then helping you design a plan to protect that and keep that safe. Um, and I absolutely love my practice. It's really hard being an entrepreneur <laughs> some days. Um, really hard. Any of the other uh, small business owners out there who are, are listening to this episode will know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a hard life some days. Um, but when the alternative is having to go back and work for somebody else, you know, uh, this is maybe one of the, the very first times that I've just been more motivated than anything to not quit and work harder and, and figure it out, you know, um, yeah, it's a really, it's a fun, fun practice for me, at least. I really, really love it. And I work with a lot of neighbors and their friends and families. And, and that's one of the really nice things about the neighborhood that I live in Eastmark is that, um, there are so many, extended families in the neighborhood, brothers and sisters and moms and grandparents and um, cousins and friends of friends who've been convinced to move into the neighborhood. And so it's a really, it's a tight community. Um, and it's really is honestly just a privilege to be able to work, uh, work here and build a business and and everything. And it's a very neat community of people who want to support businesses in the neighborhood as well. So that is just so fortunate, again, to have that kind of, you know, support and love right here 
in the neighborhood. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's me. I shifted. I, when I first opened Easton Law, I wasn't trained as a personal family lawyer. And that came a couple years ago, two and a half, maybe right at the beginning of COVID. Um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. In the middle of COVID. Um, yeah, I, it's a little bit more comprehensive style of planning than your average, average estate planner, or as I mentioned, it's not just drafting documents. It's really helping you, helping identify your point of view on the things that are important to you and, and helping you protect that and keep it updated throughout the years. You know, there are a few things that, that, that change little, little things to change, uh, all the time. And, um, whether that's changes in the law or changes in your life or changes in your family's life, uh, many of them are going to be reasons to update your planning and not having uh, a relationship with an attorney who can help you make changes and updates and corrections and, and all of that throughout your life. And then also be a resource for your family after the fact, um, not having a relationship like that just ends up unfortunately, unfortunately leaving holes in your planning and can result in some incomplete and unnecessary headaches. Um, unfortunately, and so I came across um, Alley Cat's new law business model. Um, it was early 2020 when I, I came across that and decided to look more into it and go through this training so that I could, you know, really give my clients more and have that, that better trusted advisor relationship with my clients. And yeah, again, it's really just, just been very pleasant to build, uh, build a firm and difficult every day. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but, but fun and very fulfilling. And if any of this, as you're listening to it, you'd just like to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, maybe just questions you have for me or to figure out whether, Um, sitting down for a family wealth planning session is right. Whether you're sitting down with me, if you're licensed in Arizona or Colorado, or if you're sitting down with another personal family lawyer near you, um, or even looking to speak with a family business lawyer, then, you know, I can definitely put you in touch and get you to the right place. And, and Again, I just thank you for listening in. Oh, let me give you that contact information. That would probably be helpful. Um, here, you can find a personal family lawyer near you by going to personalfamilylawyer.com or a family business lawyer can be found at familybusinesslawyer.co, just C-O there. And then as for me, you can reach me um, or grab a time on my calendar for us to talk by going to um, or by calling my front office at 480-999-4455 and scheduling time on my calendar. 
So again, thank you again for listening in. This has been a pleasure. I, um, like I said, yeah, just over 45 episodes uh, in here of this 365 day podcast challenge. And we're going strong, uh, still making it. And I appreciate you being along for the ride. Guys, this has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I am your host, Becky Easton. Have a great day.